This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders. This is Manisha Pandey. Abhinandan's busy, so you'll have to bear with me as your host. Uh, we have the usual gang with us. Actually, not the usual gang. We have quite a few people missing in action. Amit is out reporting in Meerut. Rohan is unwell. We have Cherry with us. Hello. Uh, Nidhi with us from Kashmir. Hi. And we have a special guest with us, Ishan Kukreti, who used to uh, work with News Laundry. And he's been with the Down to Earth now for uh, almost a year, Ishan. Yeah, I am. And you cover forest, uh, tribal rights and, and land rights. Wildlife. Yes. Wildlife. So let's begin. Uh, we'll start with what you guys thought didn't get enough attention of the mainstream media. What news skipped our attention? Uh, Nidhi, why don't you start? Yeah, so there's actually two big events that have happened in Kashmir over the last week. Uh, one is the uh, case that's been following up with the girl of the with the Katua girl. Hmm. It's been taking some horrific twists and turns. Uh, in terms of coverage, I do think it has got decent amount of coverage in Kashmir media, JNK media, that is. And in national media, uh, the follow-up events have not got enough coverage, according to me. Oh, uh, when you say follow-up... I'd like to talk about the second case. Can you specify what you mean by follow-up events? So, like yesterday, when the uh, when the charge sheet was filed by the crime branch, and the lawyers protested the filing of the charge sheet against the seven accused in the case, uh, there was no headline coverage of this in mainstream media. Only Times of India, I think, reported it on front page. Everything else was reported inside. And I thought this was a big enough event that needed to be covered with more rigor by mainstream media. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of this case, it's the case of an eight-year-old girl who was uh, raped and murdered by, I think, seven people have been accused in this case. And yeah. yesterday yeah. when... Uh, eight, actually. Eight. One is a minor. Yeah. And when there were, uh, and yesterday, basically, lawyers at the court in Jammu obstructed uh, the filing of the Chalan in the case. So, yeah, I think that was, I think it was really yeah. pathetic. And they were chanting Jai Shri Ram and it was quite bizarre. And I, I think at least on television, it got no play, and that was very surprising. Today, uh, yeah, but tell us, yeah. tell us the uh, the second news item that you were talking about from Kashmir that didn't get much play. Yeah, actually, it's seen quite a disturbing silence across the valley. There have been these killings that have been happening by unknown gunmen. This is the term that's been used. So on 5th April, Manzoor Ahmed Bhatt's body it was found in Hajin in an orchard about two kilometers from his house. And he was uh, it was a headless body that was found. And the horrific images were circulated on WhatsApp mm. of the body. Mm. Uh, two days ago, uh, Nasir Ahmed Sheikh, a 22-year-old driver's body, was found. It wasn't decapitated, but it was found... Uh, with gunshot wounds. Okay. And last year, another headless body was found, and this was actually Nasir Ahmed Sheikh's brother-in-law. This was found, I mean, we all woke up last year in August to the news that a headless body was found floating down Jhelum with hands tied behind his back. My God. And it's very it's very bizarre because uh, they have only reported this. There, I haven't seen any follow-up investigation the JNK police have blamed Lashkar-e Taiba for this. Hmm. Lashkar-e Taiba has blamed what they call the Indian forces. Hmm. Mufti has gone on Twitter and just expressed her condolences. The separatists have maintained like a fair amount of silence. Um, yesterday, in fact, Omar Abdullah finally went and called out the separatists and asked why they weren't calling for a shutdown and weren't these also civilian killings? Who are these unknown gunmen? And this, there has been no mainstream media coverage. I mean, it's been reported in print media and the inside pages, but I haven't seen any prime time debate. And 
which is quite horrific and this is in the seven in last seven months is the three killings that have happened this way and uh, it it's very strange to the kashmiri discourse because nobody knows who these people are and why they've been killed some say they're informants and yeah i was getting to that are they workers are they what are the theories or uh, so to speak floating around i mean why were these guys targeted the three victims uh so some of them say i mean these are all assumptions and you know speculations that mm. they are ogws there is overground workers who mm. actually logistic provide logistical support to militants okay but there has been no investigation and there's just been this strange deathly silence across the valley regarding the same and i just find it absolutely bizarre that it hasn't been covered at all hmm. okay so uh, i mean, even i can't offer any factual details because there really has not been any uh, facts that have come out hmm. okay um ishan why don't you tell us what according to you has uh, not gotten enough play in the mainstream media over the past one week okay first hi and it's good to be back <laughs> it's and good to have you back yeah i th- so i don't watch a lot of tv because i sold my tv to smoke cigarettes because i didn't, didn't have money great but uh, whatever bit i heard <laughs> not what, smoking cigarettes but selling tv yeah <laughs> yeah so um one thing is um so i don't know if uh if this is a this is a case of something not being reported but uh in the morning there was uh, everybody was showing how uh, some ipl match is happening i don't know the details of that but mm. and uh, and farmers were protesting outside that and it's related to the entire kaveri issue and the water uh, stress there and i think it's uh, reporting an issue as dire as water scarcity which is mm. affecting millions of people and and making it a sort of a side note to an entertainment news is something which shouldn't happen that's just not right hmm. so i think that is one thing that was i don't know if we can call this misreporting or whatever but um easy reporting perhaps easy yeah i mean getting attention of something as big as that through yeah, through that yeah. so that is one and uh, so the reason uh, the other thing was um, that recently the new draft of the forest policy was out okay. i don't i don't i didn't see it anywhere what uh, does the new draft say Uh, like, so I this mean, it must say a lot of things but if you can condense it for our listeners yeah so i think the first thing that one when one looks at the draft uh, for uh, national uh, national forest policy is that it's it's if i can use the word effing short yes it's it's, <laughs> it's nothing as compared <laughs> to the last policies it's nothing and it's 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 like a shoddy business it's coming after if i'm not wrong 30 years okay and it's it's it just looks like somebody did not want to invest even an ounce of their energy into it and they just said it okay this is what we'll, we're going to do mm. uh, and it also has some very uh, uh, problematic areas like uh, like uh, so they have talked about um, what can be considered as a privatization of forests so okay. till now if you if i if say i was a company if i was a corporate i wanted to plant a forest i could i could i could uh, join hands with a farmer and you know I, on 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 revenue land not on forest land i could i could um, i could i could grow a forest there for which is called a plantation i could do that but now this policy talks about plantations on forest land oh. and and getting private players in there hmm. now it has it has a problem so a in 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 india we do not have a legal definition of forest we hmm. still go by the oxford dictionary definition of forest okay. uh, so the only thing that separates forest as an entity from non forest is the demarcation of the land so if hmm. it's if it's forest land then it's forest now with with the coming of this what will happen is that these forests which are supposed to be naturally regenerated uh, entities ecosystems where where um, 
with things that when nature is taking its own course will be done away with and will be replaced by a system of plantation so you'll have teak eucalyptus all those species oh, which okay, are commercially okay. important but are very damaging to the ecosystem so hmm. so this this uh, this this policy is taking things in that direction okay. and wouldn't this also adversely affect the community dwellers right? oh yes definitely so so communities have always been on the front lines of the discrimination that has been faced by because of the policies that we have adapt, uh, adopted hmm. uh, since since uh, Uh, since independence we're still following the more or less the same sort of policy uh, directives as the british hmm. so we still look at forest dwelling communities as encroachers some hmm. some people people who do not have any right over their land so people who are actually who are uh, who are dis- who are uh, destroying the forests so yeah i mean this this case yes it will have happen. there been any protests in this to the new on uh, this no i mean a because it's still in draft form so probably not but yeah i mean there has been uh, there, there, there this is is taken as one of the big points one of our bad negative points of the policy okay. so that cool uh cherry what about you so, the news that you thought was uh, underplayed so i was going to talk about what nadi already discussed the kathwa uh, rape case where the 8 year old was uh, raped so i thought it deserved more coverage because when we look at the coverage that Salman Khan got like at least leading nine newspapers national dailies put it on the front page and how does a uh, girl's rape repeated rape over let's say a week at least a week she was raped before her body was recovered or that is what the reports say how does that not get front page coverage except like a one column space on toi mm. plus like ndtv was running news packages but no prime time debates how does that happen and this this also in contradiction with BG, uh, congress leaders having chole bhature you put that on front page it's making Uh, trends on twitter then how like why is a gruesome murder or a gruesome rape and leading to a death of a young girl not newsworthy but when the news was first reported did it get no. like no exactly this is something that nidhi pointed uh, out in a previous podcast when this was first reported that this this mm. news hasn't received much coverage and looking at how the follow up is still being underplayed i was wondering whether it was because the accused were ministers and uh, part of law enforcement or it's just because it's it doesn't have the trp value i guess and it's also to do with the fact that the girl is from the bakarwal community not very powerful yeah. i mean not not very articulate mm. you know if somebody from this happens to a middle class or an upper middle class mm. uh, person you have more outrage from the media and you have a family also which is sort of leading mm. at the forefront of you know speaking to the media so it's also possible that the disadvantaged background mm-hmm. that this girl comes mm-hmm. from has come in if i can just butt into this mm-hmm. i mean so so this this uh, woman was an st right and a girl she was yeah, an 8 year old girl sure mm-hmm. yeah, i'm sorry mm-hmm. about that. so uh, and if if we view this in the light of the dilution of the scst prevention of atrocity mm-hmm. act i mean this this girl should have justice should have been served but still yeah. not yeah and actually there should have been an arrest because in this it's a posco and then there's also the fact that she's from a scheduled tribe yeah so, so yeah I mean, it, it goes mm-hmm. against yeah, what think, the courts have been saying. I'm sorry. Yes, go. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Nidhi. Ha ha. No, I was saying that the the sad part about this entire case is that over the last few months, a certain amount of outrage has been maintained. Hmm. There have been protests and demands, but the outrage is no longer directed towards the rape, 
but the accused and the, the debate is all about who is the accused and why is this person not you know uh, why is this person not the accused the outrage against the rape has almost died down it's become a political gamble you know so that way i think the outrage is also taken a completely disgusting turn yeah and are these men powerful who've been accused of rape i mean are they influential in any way in yeah apparently one of them the owns the temple right uh-huh. was a bureaucrat okay Okay. And he, they say that he has some connection to BJP, and it is the BJP which has supported him throughout the protest. They raised hmm. the the, the tricolor flag, and you know that's the protest that they held, which Mukti also condemned at some point. Mm-hmm. Also, like okay. how so much it seems like they seem to have a, a political hold in some sense. Hmm. I was also wondering, almost like if there's law enforcement personnel involved, like. two of the accused one is a special police officer and another one is a head constable how much are we expecting the local police to investigate the matter when it is one of their own shouldn't they have set up an independent committee to look into this but they have no this? that's why they're protesting yeah, I, think i think it was passed on to it CBI. was passed on to it the cbi so anyway uh, so yeah. nidhi any mm. particular thing that you thought got too much play and didn't deserve the attention that it got i know there was salman yeah, khan there was congress down, it was salman khan yeah. coverage uh bollywood clearly has proved to be one of the best institution to expose banality of tv news i mean we see it in sri devi and now in the coverage of mot ka baat when even now with uh, salman khan hmm. conviction hmm. but hey um, at least people I are talking that, about wildlife now i was just going to come to ishan so did you follow any of the coverage on salman khan's arrest did uh, not, you hear so there were lots of people who were like wildlife so there was one person on tv who at least said that if this black buck over these past 20 years would have anyways been killed by a tiger <laughs> well, yeah so, a tiger has the first right over the back black buck so, yeah so you know why you like black buck would have died anyway so but did you follow any of the discussions on wildlife do you see that there's a lot of like people don't get ki shikar to karte hain it's very normal but see that's that's the thing right i think like bhai got it because bhai decided to hunt something which is right at the top of schedule one of wildlife protection act yeah. so it's one of the most treasured species in india yeah. very rare mm. and the fact that it's bishnois were around hmm. they've they've been the vocal ecological warriors of the country so i think that is what maybe there's some other reasons too i don't know but <laughs> no, yeah i think it's probably the importance of the species that bhai have you ever seen a black buck no 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 i have it's really an exquisite creature I mean, oh, where I did you see it, Manisha? What were you doing there? <laughs> Why? I was in, uh, I was around Jodhpur, and okay. there was this really beautiful, like right before the, we were going to one of the sand dunes there, and we saw some black bucks uh, in the morning. It was really, really bu- beautiful creature. Um, Cherry, what about you? Any news? Are you also going to give us Salman Khan as your choice of? I did want to say Salman Khan, but I also wanted to say Congress's Chola Bhatura breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And like Sal- Salman Khan's arrest did lead to like deep dives and diversified response slash reportage. Everyone going from black bucks wildlife to Salman Khan's top hits. But mm. as much as that was overplayed, I thought like Congress leaders going out for breakfast mm. on something. on the day of something that they called fast against bjp's or rather a fast to register their protest against the bjp in terms of the communalization yeah, that is yeah, happening just anti modi kind yeah. of a fast actually so i thought that received a lot of like what should have been the debate or what should have been the reportage as to 
what they are calling out or what the government's response has been or the lack of response thereof mm. was not there in the reports. It was all just like feast before fast. It was like, <laughs> why? Did they not call it breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's? That would have made a cool headline. <laughs> I, I was like, this is just like them skipping lunch because of a heavy breakfast. Yeah, that like is you what... you just eat. <laughs> Chola, would have a breakfast, you now normally obviously skip your lunch. And surprisingly, the person, like one of the person involved, he had a defense to that. He's like, yeah. it was just... It was a, a five-hour fast, which was a yeah, symbolic which fast. was symbolic okay. fast. It had to start at 10.30, which is why. I'm just like, okay. Nidhi, you wanted to leave, so why don't you give us a recommendation before you leave? Yeah. Hmm. Actually, before that, I just wanted to know, hmm. uh, since the Bishnoi community literally dragged Salman Khan to prison after 20 years, hmm. I watched the debate on NDTV Transfer on the Public. There was absolutely no representative from the from Bishnoi, the Bishnoi community. community speaking on the That's panel discussion. True. I don't know if any other channels Yeah, have fair point so actually. Know. Fair point because these guys and I was reading mm. a really good report in Hard News which, uh, you know, yeah. one of the it talks about the forest official who investigated this case. A really nondescript guy and of course Salman Khan, Saifli Khan being stars threw tantrums at him and he said that according to his driver when Salman Khan, you know, came up to this point where he was about to shoot the black buck I mean, he shot the black buck the two members from Bishnoi community came and tried to stop him and he pointed his gun at them. So it was that. Yeah, Poonam Chand Bishnoi and yeah. And these guys, uh, through the 20 years, they have not once changed their testimony. They have not once come under any... Pre- I'm sure there would have been attempts to bribe them, to pressure them. But not once did yeah. they waver from their, you know, commitment. And I think, yeah, instead of those silly Bandra people talking about why Salman Khan's great, there should have been absolutely a representative from the Bishnoi community or someone who works with them to just talk about their struggle for two years to get justice. True. Yeah, in uh, fact, Salman Khan has changed his t- sentence to the court. No, I thought there was one show where he said he actually stepped out to feed the black buck hmm. and he's being framed because he saw hungry black bucks. Yeah, yeah and, you know, he also he said, I fed, I fed him biscuits or some nonsense like that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm even that's a comment. I think only Indian Express <laughs> did a report where they actually looked at the track record of the Bishnoi community and what how much they've contributed to wildlife. I, I don't know, maybe Ishan not knows Not just about wildlife, it, also... I thought... Uh, <laughs> No, mm-hmm. I believe that the Chipko movement was actually inspired by Bishnois. I think back British time pay. I don't know, I'll have to check. But I think no, these guys... I think this was in the 18th century. But Pre-British, they started this movement to protect trees and they climbed onto trees and some of them were killed also. And that kind of inspired the Chipko movement. So that's a they community been, known like, for... So there have been a lot of Chipko moments and hmm. there have been a lot of Chipko moments. But Ram Gua in his book, uh, The Unquiet Words, he, he sort of disagrees that there are parallels between the two. Okay. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Chipko, as it happened in Uttarakhand, was was essentially not about the environment. It was about resource hmm. and ownership of resources. Hmm. While while the government was giving away tenders of forests to these um, sports companies in Uttar Pradesh, people wanted to have rights over their own forests. And that hmm. was the reason for, for this so reason. It wasn't like don't cut trees. It was more like this is yeah. Our. This is this is our you know, the, hmm. and that that feeling has always been there in forest dwelling communities. And hmm. I think with everything that we see now, it's it's just be it the forest policy, be it the CEF rules, be it the Kampa. It's it's just be, it's just a undercutting of their rights over. Even the long march that happened, a lot of them were tribals who were basically marching to have the land rights been uh, given to them, which hasn't happened. I, though Maharashtra is one of the few states that has implemented that. Yeah, well. few, few, few. Like there are a lot of states which have not done anything about F Forest Rights Act, 
and there are places where uh, they have done something but the problem is with the forest department because it's it still works with that colonial mindset i mean uh, hmm. they they pra- they practically called the zamindars because hmm. they are the biggest land owning department in the in the government hmm. and they feel that it's it's there it's theirs to give or it's theirs to you know uh, deal hmm. in whatever way but i mean these so communities that have lived on it are not really yeah, recognized have, as stakeholders and, and these communities have lived before india was born as we know it today so hmm. So to say that you are encroachers or you are, you know, you don't have any rights over this is just absurd. Hmm. Okay, Nidhi, do you want to give us a recommendation before you go? Yeah, I'd like to recommend a piece uh, by New York Times called The ISIS Files. Okay. Uh, where a bunch of reporters had traveled to Iraq over the over a year. Hmm. Uh, they made about five trips and they unearthed a lot of documents, uh, internal documents that the ISIS had left behind in different offices. Hmm. And the uh, documents actually reveal how they built a state a state of really good administrative efficiency, and hmm. in fact, it ran better than ever before. So hmm. I thought it was a really interesting look at how the ISIS stayed in power for so long. Hmm. Great, sounds interesting. Cool, thank you. Thank you. I'll I'll take your leave. Ha, so please. I shall see you guys next podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye. So um, okay, that was Nidhi. She had to leave because she has an important meeting to do. I thought what we could do next is actually uh, Ishan. You've reported in the previous edition of Down to Earth on uh, this case of. Uh, land grab pertaining yeah. to the SCST Prevention uh, of Atrocities Act there's been a lot of debate uh, since the supreme court has diluted that there's been a lot of there's been bharat band all over yeah, and it's uh, today again yeah. from the other side yeah so tell us about this report you travel to raigar for it yeah. and uh, you talk about a case where two companies have taken over land yeah and there hasn't been which and apparently land grab also comes under the SCST prevention yeah, yeah it's one of the provisions and yes. no FIR has been filed in this case yes. so tell us about this Okay, so uh, so this this one particular clause, I'm not sure if I think this is uh, section three G or H, mm-hmm. and it talks about um, unlawful, uh, not unlawful, wrongful, um, wrongful taking away of uh, of uh, land from uh, from people belonging to the SC or the ST community, mm-hmm. and this is one of the uh, one of the few provisions that is that that which which aren't really used i mean people talk about other things and yeah. there are cases under the other provisions but this is not really there yeah and you mostly hear of abuse or abuse assault or and all of assault those assault and yeah. all that you don't hear of, yeah. yeah so this is something that hasn't and and it's it's absurd because uh chatisgarh uh, especially this area and there, there are a lot of other cases like this where uh where there's 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 mass land encroachment happening mm. and because these places are also mineral rich and most of the minerals are found under the land and there there are settlements on top and of land it. encroachment is mostly by companies corporations by com- and so they have a very view, they, they have a very smart way i would say very smart way. they do it very artfully in the sense that uh, the the act says that you can only uh, the, the 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 provisions of the act will only apply if the if it's between an st sc person and a person who's not from that community okay. so so these guys uh, the, the the companies they get a pu- uh, they they get a puppet buyers hmm. who are from the same community okay. who they, they might be from a different district but they would be st so there's so legally oh, they, wow. yeah so legally My you cannot God. press charges against them okay. and so so there are instances where 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 a, where a person who's below poverty line hmm. has has bought land worth crores wow 
and uh, and this has been going on since i think 2010 wow yeah and 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 this is so the, this he buys land on behalf of the company on behalf of the company hmm. yeah so if you go to if you go to these uh, these uh, these areas you will find uh, massive structures massive thermal power plants coal washeries and all these uh, all these structures set up but it will be in the name of some some poor fellow who would not even know that he owns land because he probably hmm. got some some few bucks out of the entire hmm. deal and now what has happened so uh, uh, so and this this uh, scst prevention of atrocities act was amended in 2005 Hmm. And there was a, uh, a parliamentary committee which says that uh, despite this law being there since 1989, uh, the, the, the conviction rate and the atrocity conviction rates are going down, con atrocities are increasing. So they needed to do something. So what they did uh, in, in 2015, apart from, um, apart from a lot of other things, was define what wrongful was. Hmm. And now this would, uh, and this again is a, is a, is it shows that how uh, how uh, exploitation works in this com in in our country that you have to define a thing like lawful mm. wrong uh, you have to define a thing like wrongful mm. because in a lot of cases when they and i was talking to various um, sest uh, supporting lawyers and and they said that uh, in in cases the entire onus of proving an atrocity is on the on the victim mm. so, and they'll have to prove things like what is fire Hmm. If a fire has engulfed your house, what is fire? So, so hmm. this, so this okay. amendment breaks down these things. These, okay. these. So, the, the idea is to take away any amount of subjectivity from there. Hmm. So, so after the after the law was amended in 2015, these guys are now have filed. I think around 100 uh, complaints filed under um, SCST Prevention of Atrocities Act in in Dryger. Hmm. But the but they haven't filed any FIR still now because they're saying that it's against uh, it's 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 an STST internal matter. So we will not file any complaint. Wow. Wow. But once they sell their land to this puppet guy who's just the companies used to buy, do they get fair compensation for their land? Oh, no, like so that, that has huh. not been there. So this, in, in, and I've mentioned about this guy in the story where this guy, so he had around 50 acres of land, if I'm not wrong. And uh, he, he he thought that he would sell, I think, 20, 20 acres because he needed money then. And when, when, the, the, when the, the sale deed came back to him, he had, he had apparently sold the entire entire of his 50 acres because wow. everything is done very very shadily it's like it you did he never went to the the land revenue department to get the sale deed signed nothing of that sort happened it was just intermediaries and there was a, this mm. nexus between the administration the the companies and everything he did, he did not have a say in that so and <laughs> another interesting thing uh, not interesting but uh but a rather ironic thing in this entire when i went there was that so as as you approach these uh, these uh, uh, these um, thermal power plants, these coal washeries, everything is dark. It's the fly ash everywhere. Even the trees are dark. Like mm. the leaves are not green. They're all dark. Mm. And it's always ironic how these places, these pockets in India, are plunged into darkness to light up our homes. Mm. And and they're not even they're not even dealt properly with. They, they, mm. it, everything is done with a sheer lack of concern for the people who are living in darkness so that we can hmm. sit in light have you been reading Josie Joseph's book I have <laughs> no sounds like a is. description from there I think he stole it from me <laughs> <laughs> feast of vultures a feast yeah. of vultures yeah. yeah okay anyway Cherry I was asking you whether you'd like to add something to um, yes I would like to discuss INB Ministry's April 4 order on mm. the constitution of a committee for framing regulations for online media mm. Uh, online media news which has got a lot of people worried in the yeah. online media yeah. but still there hasn't been ample or enough reportage on it and I was mm. just wondering apart from the reportage I was like Manisha would you like to weigh in like the two, I find it problematic for two reasons first you cannot 
regulate all online media mm. then even if if i want to express a personal opinion let's say in a facebook post or tweet there is a potential that the government can crack its whip so in the form of regulation is it a sort of curbing of dissent mm. and also the co- uh, committee that has been constituted to come up with these regulations has no representation from online from online community yeah 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 so like i think it's very flawed because a uh, online the beauty about online is anyone i mean the good and the bad part about online is that anyone can be a journalist so you have people like alt news or, you know pratik sena who don't come from a traditional online a journalist background but they're doing great work journalistically and then you have like trash like postcard that has no journalistic uh, inclination whatsoever but can do you know fact checks on uh, journalists so but that is the good part about internet that anyone can do anything and it's diverse when you want to regulate how will you s- how will you regulate who makes an online portal who is news who is entertainment so i think it's really bizarre but right now it's just at the committee stage so i don't know yeah. what the government has I in mind i think they can always employ facebook and cambridge analytics <laughs> and get that. all our data so which is what i was on the fence because i th- i was just thinking to myself whether i'm just being to but i think or right now the online media is also very fragmented like yeah. unlike print that comes together every time it's under attack or television that comes together every time it's online right now is too scattered so i think it'll also take some time for people to come together and then have a sort of a push back on what the government is trying to do but yeah it's certainly strange something to watch out for okay so time for your recommendations ishan what would you like to recommend to our listeners to read watch or listen apart from down to earth oh yeah that goes without saying <laughs> yeah. but um i think if if uh, if there are people interested in reading about wildlife because the salman bhai issue is all over the place right i now. like we call him salman bhai isn't that what he's called or is it bhau is <laughs> that <laughs> bhau show sure. <laughs> it's okay. sallu bhai Ah, Salu, Salu. Yeah. So, so if if you are really interested in uh, wildlife, I think uh, there's this new book. Not really new. It it came came out last year. Uh, it's by this uh, wonderful journalist slash researcher and wildlife activist, uh, Prerna Singh Bindra's book, uh, The Vanishing. So, hmm. Prerna was on the on the National Board yes. of Wildlife, and we've done an interview with her. Yes. So hmm. that. Um, and apart from that. Um, obviously down to earth uh, <laughs> once again and uh, yeah i think in in the light of the the recent debate that uh, the the scst dilution of the prevention of atrocity act has unleashed the reservation and everything uh, i think i mean it's really it's it's really important to read ambedkar right now to understand what where are we as a society and how we came here so i would i would really recommend both annihilation of caste and uh, riddles of hinduism okay. the the second book is can pinch can bite hmm. can mold so yeah i mean <laughs> read it and your own risk so those two okay yes. i want Chari, to recommend a podcast by um, it's on npr it's by the new york studios so it's called crowdsourcing justice the truth behind a uh, stubenville rape it was published on uh, march 20th so the podcast is about a rape that took place and how the online community and these online activists some of whom were anonymous came together to sort of protest against that kind of incident that happened but the problem is when that happens the case itself or the uh, the probe into the case itself gets derailed because mm. a lot of things like the prosecution itself is investigating they have the facts and they might even have the accused in hand but what the community does is not in line and that might not eventually get justice for the people who are actually suffering and bring in more suffering so that is definitely a must listen 
Okay, thank you so much, Cherry and Ishan, uh, for giving us such wonderful recommendations and enlightening us on various issues. We have some great news for our listeners. Constitution season two is uh, hopefully will soon uh, we'll soon start working on it to put it together and bring it to you guys. As you all know, that requires a lot of time, effort, and money. So please support uh, independent news, pay to keep news free, help us bring uh, programs like Constitution to you, and much. And many other things. So all the NL Sena pitches are up. Our reporters have put out some fabulous pitches. Please check out the NL Sena page and uh, fund any project that you like. Start small and uh, help us uh, keep news free. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, Abhinandan will be hosting the next week's uh, Reporters Without Orders. See you till then. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.